Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello, and welcome to episode number 24, what your disorder means about you embracing neurodivergence. So I know for a fact that the number of disorders that are being handed out by doctors, psychologists, and psychiatrists has been increasing dramatically. There are a lot of people who are realizing that the way their brain works is potentially not the norm. In fact, a lot of people are now self-diagnosing themselves with brain disorders. So it is so common to hear someone say, oh, I have ADHD for sure, or I have anxiety, or I am somewhere on the autism spectrum, right? This has become commonplace. Now, I remember over 12 years ago when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, and that that diagnosis back then was gaining in popularity. I had a lot of friends that were new moms that were being diagnosed by their GP and taking SSRIs after a 10-minute appointment, which for anyone that is listening that doesn't know, an SSRI is used as an antidepressant and is designed to change the serotonin levels in your brain. They are powerful drugs that come with a healthy amount of side effects. So there used to be a belief that anxiety and depressive disorders and many other mental illnesses were caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. More specifically, the chemical imbalance theory presumed that serotonin, a neurotransmitter in the brain, was below normal levels and therefore caused anxiety and depressive disorders. Here is what I need you to know. The chemical imbalance theory as a cause for anxiety and depressive disorders never was true. Never was true. In fact, No experiment has ever shown that anyone has an imbalance of any neurotransmitters or any other brain chemicals. The entire theory was hypothetical. And over the last 10 years, independent research has continually shown that chemical imbalance theory to be false. Furthermore, independent research has shown medications used to correct the imbalance were largely ineffective with many faring no better than a placebo. In fact, there are some studies that show the placebo doing better. But this first came to my attention when I began looking into my later diagnosis of BPD. And I discovered a book called Sexy But Psycho by forensic psychologist, Dr. Jessica Taylor. And to me, this book is a must read. What she writes cements what I believe to be true about women, trauma, and the way that women get treated with trauma. It's all about how women are being wrongly diagnosed with mental illness after being subjected to trauma and abuse. So why am I telling you this? Here is why. Lately, there has been an upsurge in people talking about neurodiversity. So what is neurodiversity? In a nutshell, You are neurodiverse if your brain doesn't work the way that society has dictated is normal. So you may deal with depression, anxiety, another mood disorder, or a personality disorder, and this would qualify you as being neurodiverse. You might identify or be diagnosed as ADD, 
ADHD, OCD, or on the autism spectrum. And this would qualify you as being neurodiverse as well. You may have epilepsy, and that would also qualify you as neurodiverse. As you might see by now, there are a lot of us. And here is why I want to talk to you about it. Because there is also a lot of women in this world, there are a lot of women in this world that believe that having this problem, I have that in air quotes, is the reason why they cannot have an amazing life. And I used to think that too. Literally, I used to think if I wasn't so fucked up, life would be so much easier. People would like me. I would be able to go to school and get a really great education and graduate and make lots of money and have an amazing marriage with a bunch of incredible friends. And instead, I'm just fucking everything up. And maybe your story isn't exactly like that, but maybe I'm close to the mark here. So what we tend to do is give up. Not give up from the standpoint of not doing the adult things. I mean, we still go to work. We still parent our kids. We still get groceries. Still, we still do the dishes. We still pay the bills. But it's a fucking grind. And it feels like Groundhog Day over and over and over. And what we have been taught to believe is that this is just the way it is because I have X. You fill in the blank. You put your disorder, your brain issue there. Now, if I had a dollar for every woman who told me exactly what was incurably wrong with her and keeping her from the life that she doesn't even desperately want anymore because she gave up on that possibility years ago, I would be a millionaire because we are all being labeled with these incurable illnesses and we are led to believe that there is no fucking cure. And here's what I want you to know. Yes, your brain is different. It is. And it probably is more like some people than like other people. True. Maybe your brain is more negative than some people. Maybe your brain is more dramatic than some people. Maybe your brain is more down in the dumps than some people. Maybe your brain is more emotional than others. And maybe your brain moves faster than other people's. And we really do get to decide if we want to make that a problem. So here is what I see over and over again. Beautiful, strong, resilient, powerful women who end up in a shitstorm. So maybe it's having a baby, getting pregnant, surviving pregnancy, delivering a baby, bringing that baby home, feeding that baby, trying to stop that baby from crying, trying to keep the household going, trying to look good and pretend that everything is normal and the same, trying to look like you have it all together and you don't. And then When you ask for help, being offered medication and maybe a therapy session or two and being sent on your merry way. So let's speak to that for a moment, right? Because pregnancy is hard on your body. It's hard on your brain. It is hard on your emotions and it is hard on your nervous system because your body is growing another human, which is fucking crazy and amazing, right? But also hard. Not just self-image hard, but your hormones are raging and they have a direct path to your emotional well-being. You know, when I look at hormones, I look at them as an accelerator on our emotions. Maybe not pregnant, you feel irritation at a two out of 10. With pregnancy hormones, we can feel them at a nine or a 10 out of 10, right? And what I see is that nobody is talking about that. Some additional fascinating research that has been recently done 
discusses how our brains actually stop growing when we are pregnant, when we are pregnant, they stop growing when we're pregnant. And in fact, our brains shrink. Pregnancy shrinks the brain's gray matter, the pinkish gray tissue containing the cell bodies and synapses of nerve cells. And what's more, the volume loss persists for at least two years after childbirth. Nobody even knows the way that this affects our emotions because there has been absolutely no research. And then after going through 10 months of pregnancy, you get to then deliver the baby. And I have yet to find a mom who can't regale you with the tale of their nightmare birth story. And even if you have had the most magical birth, it is a traumatic experience, no matter which way you decide to look at it. And I can tell you that the birth of both of my children was insanely traumatic. My first was an emergency C-section where I felt pain. My baby's heart rate was disappearing and they knocked me out. My second ended up in another C-section where I ended up with a nasty abscess under my incision. And then let's remember that we are women. So we are all meant to be stoic, loving, kind, and most of all, though, don't complain, be happy. So it's not shocking to me looking back at my experience to see how I would not be emotionally okay and how maybe my brain was not working at optimal capacity, right? But instead of somebody showing me the way to love and compassion for myself, I was given meds. I was given meds that made me feel like a zombie. And I knew something was not right, but I kept being told that I was more depressed. Take this drug and go home and do everything you were doing before. Like, why is nobody looking at this as the actual problem? We're just being told to carry on when we're not okay. And there is a reason why I am telling you this. The truth is there is always a good reason for what's going on. Honestly, this is always true. And you being a fuck up is never the reason, okay? Sometimes we act the way we act because it's genuinely the way we are. It's simply how we work. It's just the way that we are. It is us. Sometimes we act the way we are because we're in the middle of a traumatic experience. Sometimes we act the way we act because our hormones are completely out of whack. And sometimes we do it because we're not sleeping. And sometimes we do it because our trauma is being triggered. But let me tell you what is always true. The way to feeling better is not to fix what we are doing. It is also not to repair the way our brain works because you are not a robot. So you don't need fixing. Okay. Let me give you another example. It's possible that if you are listening to this, that you are now in a season of your life where your parents are getting older, or maybe you don't even have both parents anymore. I don't, but there are demands that are coming from your parents. You see their health declining. You see their mental health declining and you begin to panic because it brings back up your childhood trauma because you have been socialized to believe that you should be responsible for your parents. And now your brain that defers to the negative has you swimming in a shitstorm of anxiety and overwhelm. And you think the solution is to fix your shitty brain so you can handle this. But on top of that, maybe you're in perimenopause and your hormones are accelerating your emotions again. Do you see where I'm going here? I could literally give you a hundred examples. Regardless of whether you see yourself in the examples I am giving you here or not, 
what I would love for you to do is apply what I'm going to tell you next to your specific situation. Okay. There are things that are going to go on in your life, all of those things, and they do matter and they also don't matter at all, which sounds crazy. I know, but bear with me here. We want to start with what do I need right now? And the truth is, most often when we are really struggling, we simply want to feel better. And for all of our lives, we have been socialized to believe that the path to feeling better is to ensure that all of our circumstances in our life are perfect. So weigh the right amount of weight, get the right amount of education, make the right amount of money, marry the right person and stay married, have the right kind of house, be the right kind of parent, but don't be a pushover or a people pleaser. Be confident, but don't be a narcissist. And whatever you do, don't make mistakes, especially about the stuff that really matters. And that is how you feel great about you and your life. That's what's sold to us. It's why we spend billions of dollars on weight loss, on college degrees, on plastic surgery, and on powerful psychological drugs. And then when we can't create that and we feel anxious and overwhelmed and completely hopeless, then we turn to our phone or to alcohol or to drugs, legal or otherwise, and we escape ourselves and our lives and we feel worse. So what is the solution? I promise you, no matter who you are, It is learning to love and accept yourself wherever you are right now. The weight that you are right now, the money that you have right now, the type of parent that you are right now. And if you are neurodivergent, and I kind of wonder who fucking isn't, loving the way your brain works right now. And here's what I mean. If you are overly emotional, bringing love and compassion to that part of you, If you have ADHD, bringing love and compassion to that part of you. If you have been diagnosed or you think you might have anxiety or depression, that is not who you are. That is the way your brain is currently working right now. Again, bring it love and compassion. Accept the way your brain is working and absolutely drop the idea that this is an incurable disorder. Drop it because let me tell you what happens. If you don't, our thoughts always become a reality. So if you think I have an incurable illness, you will feel potentially frustrated or disappointed, right? And then when we feel frustrated or disappointed, that is the energy that we bring to whatever is happening in our life. So it frames the actions that we take and that we don't take. So are you more or less likely to do things to support yourself if you think, this is an incurable illness? And the answer is, of course, less. You are less likely to even want to try to work with yourself if you believe that there is something incurably wrong with you. Now, for some of you, you might be looking at this saying, but Amanda, I do have something incurable. My brain will never be different. And I know, listen, neither will mine. I truly believe that our brains to a large extent are possibly unchangeable in that regard. I believe you cannot battle with yourself through your brain shrinking and your hormones changing when you're pregnant and after you have a baby. 
I believe that sometimes the way trauma has rewired our brain will always change the way we view our, view our life. I believe that sometimes our brain is naturally inclined to be negative. I believe that sometimes our brain has a natural inclination towards processing information in a unique way. And what I also believe is that none of this needs to be a problem. And the way through this is to look at who and how you are and decide to love that. And then we get to work on working with your brain, working with the brain, with the way your brain wants to work. So I want to offer you an analogy that I use to explain this. I want you to imagine a horse running as fast as it can in a circle, like a big circle, like they're in a corral, they're in a pen. And you are stopped in front of the horse because you want it to slow down and stop. So you stand there and try to stop the horse by standing in front of it at a dead run. And that is going to be a hot mess, right? You are going to get mowed down. The horse, the horse probably won't even stop and will get more scared and run faster. This is your brain. It is running in a direction that sometimes we don't want it to run in. So now imagine that horse is running in a circle and now you are going to run beside it. Maybe you are on a different horse so that you can keep up. Riding beside the horse, you can begin grabbing the reins and slowing the horse down. You go slower and slower together until it comes to a calm and peaceful stop. This is what we want to do with your brain. Start with the direction it is going and gently lead it to where you want it to go. Start with loving and accepting your brain for what it is. Love every part of it. I promise you the same things that you hate about it are the things that a lot of people probably actually love about you. The things about your brain that you think are ruining your life are the things that will change your life forever for the better. This is literally what I do with my own brain. It is what allows me to love and enjoy my marriage most of the time. (laughs) It is what allows me to parent my kids and keep solid and open communication with them. It is what allows me to figure skate and horseback ride and mountain bike and ski. This is what I can teach you to do with your brain. So what if I told you you deserve it? I am taking on a few more clients before the end of the year into my private and personalized coaching program. What would you need to feel about yourself and your life to decide to get on a call with me to talk about being one of those clients? For me, it's always been hope. Hope that my life could be even better. The truth is it can, and so can yours. So if you're ready, I am ready to meet you. I am ready to lock arms with you and help you design a life that right now you might not even be able to imagine. And all you need to do is go over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up. And I hope I see you there. Okay, my friend, talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.